welcome back to a new episode. This weekend, this week, not weekend, was a train wreck. (laughs) Oh my god. So that's fun. It's real fun. So if you want to hear about a week when I was just like done with everything, feel free to listen. Maybe it'll make you feel better if you've had a bad time (laughs) to hear about somebody else having a bad time. Uh, yeah. So here we go. Um, I feel like this is like an autistic thing, but sometimes, um, like something won't like really hit me. And then when it does hit me, it's like, okay, I can't ignore this anymore. I can't act like this isn't happening. And now that I'm acknowledging it, I want to fix it like right now. Um, And I think it's an autistic thing because we have delayed emotional processing. And also to like sum up a lot of what happened in the last week, I think I'm basically like reaching the point of um, autistic burnout. And like there's a lot of different people on the Internet who talk about these kind of words and phrases like autistic burnout, autistic shutdown, other things like that. I'm not going to pretend like I know exactly what it means because I don't look super hard into that stuff. I kind of learn like the basics of what it is. And, um, but that's it because I would rather, I don't know. I just don't want to know absolutely everything because that can sometimes get in my head and make me be like, Oh, I have this problem or that problem. Um, or think that everything wrong with me is something more and bigger than it actually is, that kind of thing. Um, but I know that autistic, uh, not shutdown or meltdown, those are two different things. Um, autistic burnout is basically when we just like reach like a point where we just can't do life or like we, we like need a break from the things that we're doing. And um, we just kind of reach a point where we can't do it anymore and we need, and it takes a while um, once we get to that point to like recover and for a while, we just kind of need to like exist. Yeah. But to try to make it as easy as possible to do the things that we have to do doing during our like normal, just like daily life. Um, and that the other stuff is just like too much. Uh, so that's basically what happened. Um, like the last, like, I don't know, the last like month or two, uh, my cats have been waking me up early in the morning. Like I like four thirty to like five o'clock every morning for food. Um, and I've been like trying to change what I give them or like, I was like problem solving a lot to try to try to figure out like what I could do to change things, like get them an automatic feeder or I started giving them like wet food. And so trying to like feed them right before I go to bed, trying to play with getting, giving them toys so that they can play with those toys um, and get like energy out and like sleep longer in the mornings, just like all these different things and nothing was working. And on Monday, I don't even know what it was. I just like reached a point where I just like started crying and um, was tired. Still am tired. 
and um, just realized like, I just need a break. Like uh, I've, I've known this has been like something that's come up for me in the last like couple months that um, I can see that I'm like, uh, like another autistic thing we do is we get overstimulated. And one thing that overstimulates us in general is kind of like um, repetitive sensory sort of input that we don't want. And so one of the things that overstimulates me a lot is like noise, like repetitive noise um, when I don't want it, when I want it to be quiet. And so when my cats will like be meowing and they won't stop meowing and that's just like cats being cats. That's just how they talk to you um, when they're like hyper or whatever. Uh, but I get, but that like overstimulates me really fast. And because I've been um, like doing other things that are challenging too, like I've been doing stuff with EMDR I, the dentist stuff is like some, a whole new thing. Um, and is like, even though it's good, it's still something new and it's hard. Um, my friend that I mentioned on here a couple episodes ago that I realized that I was, uh, that I was accidentally like, exp like taking out my triggers on her and then apologized. Um, since I apologized to her, which was on July, seventh she said that she would come back and take a couple day break and then come and talk to me again and I haven't heard from her since then it's been almost a month I saw on her like Etsy shop that she went on vacation for two weeks um so it's going to be over a month before I hear from her again if she decides to even talk to me or if she does talk to me by the time she gets back um so that's cool to know that my inner child self uh, wanted to be accepted and got confused about my triggered self being my real self. And now that I've had that figured out in my head that it's not, that it's just me when I'm upset, um, that that friends with that person for a year and have it end because we have one altercation. Um, that's fun. <sighs> So yeah, all those things were already happening. And so it's like, I struggle taking care of myself. Um, taking care of my cats is I just, when they are like doing things that are like out of the norm and I don't know why they're doing them and I can't figure out why, um, yeah, that's going to be a really quick way of me to like snap on them more. And I could see that like, I'm just not taking care of them well because I feel overwhelmed just by taking care of um, myself and my own the own the stuff that I'm doing for myself right now um, and so on Monday I recognize that realize that and so then um, I was thinking about it I was talking to another friend and I was saying like I think I think the way to handle this is because I was like, I just need a break. Like, I just need somebody to take them for a couple months. And so that I can have a break from taking care of them. And I can just, and I only have to be responsible for taking care of myself. And I can relax and, and like figure things out about how to better take care of myself. Um, 
so that by the time they come back in like three months or something that I would be in a much better place and would be much better and ready to take care, take care of them. Um, I was like, I'm not taking care of them the way that they deserve anyway. They deserve to be in a, be with an owner that doesn't get like overstimulated slash triggered when they just like meow with them. They're not doing anything wrong when they're doing that. They're just being cats. Um, it's not their fault that other stuff has been happening in my life where that, where I don't have any, like, where the overstimulation and, and triggery, triggery feelings are like right at the surface. Um, so one thing that's hard about not having, uh, friends where I live is that I don't really have anyone that I could give it to, give them to, except my mother, who I am no contact with, but I decided to ask her anyway, because I was like, this is my mom. Um, and the way that I thought about it was like, she, I already know because my sister told me that last year when my sister moved to a new apartment, um, they have a, they had a dog and two cats and the apartment they were moving to would only allow them to keep either the dog or the two cats. Um, they couldn't have both. And so she ended up giving her cats to my mom um, to watch. And that the plan was for them to only be in that apartment for a year and then for them to move to like a, to buy their own house or something where they could then have them back. And, um, but then my sister got pregnant <laughs> and uh, they ended up staying in their apartment because the housing market is absolutely insane. So it's not like they could find a house they could actually afford anyway because the, the prices are so ridiculous. Um, so, but either way, I was thinking like my, I watched my sister's cats a couple of times through the years. I know that they get along with my, my cats. And so I know that they would be fine with my mom and that would, that would like work out fine. And the way that I thought about it too, was like my, I couldn't imagine my mom like telling me no. Um, be, even though it's the mom that I'm no contact with because of all of the abuse stuff through the years, I just couldn't imagine a scenario where she would tell me no, because she, she wants to talk to me, <laughs> like to put it simply, like, I'm aware of that. I know that I'm the one that's stopping us having a relationship. She wants to talk to me. Anytime I ever like say anything at all to her, which is hardly ever, but when I do, she like responds like immediately, um, pretty much whenever I do that because, um, because she wants, she's, she wants to talk to me. I'm the one that's cutting things off. And so I was like, there's no way that she's going to say no to me, right? Because she wants to do what I, if I ask her for something, she's going to want to do it. If for no other reason than to have some sort of, to make me happy and to have like some sort of communication with me. Like if she has my cats for three months, she has an actual reason to communicate with me for the first time in like five years, um, almost five years. In like a, a couple of weeks, it'll be five years since I um, told her that I needed to not talk to her for a while. Um so I was like, so I was thinking that I was like safe with asking for help because I don't think it's too surprising considering what this podcast is about, 
that it's hard for it's really hard for me to ask for help in general and it's especially hard for me in a situation like this where even though I really need it it's purely like for my own benefit and by that I mean like like something hasn't gone wrong you know like there isn't like a situation where like something broke in my apartment and I need somebody to take my cats until like my landlord fixes it and somehow my cats can't be here until that happens or something, you know? It's purely like this is for my own like mental well-being, that this is something that will make my life easier, that will make me happier and make my life easier to live so that I can like feel better. Um, it's purely like me wanting this for like my mental health and things like that, not because something has happened that is forcing me to do this. Like the last time I the only time really, but still the last time that my cats weren't here was back in 2020. And that was because I had had surgery and I had a weight restriction where I couldn't lift anything more than like 10 pounds. And, um, cause I had surgery on my back. And so that was the last time they were, and they couldn't be here then because I couldn't like, I couldn't change their litter and I couldn't really like lean over to even try. And I couldn't, and I couldn't pick up like their like litter that I would even buy from the store or like a bag of food that I would buy them from the store because those all usually weigh more than 10 pounds. Um, so my sister took them for a couple months then, and that was like a necessary thing, but this is not that it's purely like, this will just help my quality of life and help them feel better and help me feel better. And so I thought that asking my mom for help was like the safest choice, weirdly, even though it's my no contact mom, because I thought that there was no way that she would ever tell me no. So I felt like that was like a safe way to try to ask for help for my own benefit, since this is like one of the first times I've really done something like that. It's a very like abnormal experience for me to try to do something like that. Um, and you can probably guess, but she told me no. Um, and I'm sure she has like a reason to tell me no. And she definitely knew that this was like a golden opportunity that she was squandering because since she told me no on Monday, she's, she said that she knows people that foster cats and that she's asking a bunch of them to see if they can find someone to foster them, basically like watch them for a couple months before giving them back to me. Um, and that she's talking to those people and will, you know, let me know when she finds someone to take them. And I believe her because, and I believe that she's going to find someone um, for me because um, like legitimately that was like, that was the, uh, the most golden opportunity. Like the way that I, I look at it is like, if your, if your child if your adult child has decided five years ago that they don't want anything to do with you anymore, they don't want to talk to you, they don't want to have a relationship with you, they only talk to you basically when they have to, um, and then all of a sudden they pop up being like, can you do me this thing that will be a really big favor, I will be really appreciative of it. I even told her, like, I'll give you, I can give you, like, paintings of mine because I don't have that, I can give you maybe a little bit of money if you could do it, but I don't have that much money. I could give you my paintings. I would be willing to have, like, a conversation with you again, 
which we haven't done in like five years after doing after doing this for me I feel like that's only fair if you would do this for me that that I could do that for you and so that's like everything everything a like a parent who's been like no contacted by their child that's like what they would want like they're their biggest like opportunity and dream on a silver fucking platter and she said no and like I'm sure that like because of that it makes me believe that whatever is happening that somebody is telling her no whoever it is if she lives with somebody else the like apartment that she that she rents or whatever at this point whatever it is because I don't know anything about her life and I don't even really need to know I don't even necessarily want to know why it doesn't really matter why um, but it was really hard, not only because it was super duper triggering for my mom to tell me no, when I'm like putting myself out there and offering her all these things that I never would have imagined that I would ever offer her at this point. Um, and so it felt like a slap in the face to offer all of these things for her and for her to tell me no. And it reminded me a lot of when I was younger and I would want help from her and she would not follow through. And so that was really hard. And it's also just hard because um, it's it was hard to uh, what is the phrase I'm looking for? It's like hard because I just wanted something to be easy or simple. That's really what it is. Is like um, like I feel like a lot of stuff in my life has been so hard, and in that way, I mean everything is kind of like challenging. Everything it takes a lot of steps. It's not like straightforward. It's never like one and done. Like even with like my dentist appointments, like I had, like I went for cleaning and then ended up having to do four appointments in order to do like the initial cleaning they wanted to do because my teeth are in such shitty shape. And like, um, it just always seems to be like whenever I try to do something, even especially for myself, it, it doesn't seem it's it's never so like cut and dry. Um, it always seems like complicated or challenging or like takes a lot of work. And I just wanted something to be easy. I just wanted something to be simple. I wanted to be able to call my to contact my mom and have her come by, you know, that day or the next day or whatever and take my cats from me and not have to take worry about taking care of them and be able to like sleep past 5 a.m. and have them not wake me up anymore and not have to have like the anxiety every night when I'm falling asleep wondering if what time they're going to wake me up the next morning and that keeping me from falling asleep because I ironically because I'm worried about not getting enough sleep the next day um I just wanted that to have I wanted to be able to have a break because I know that I really need it and that I feel overwhelmed by everything I'm trying to do. And I just needed a couple month break of just taking care of myself and not having to worry about taking care of them. And um, it was really hard to know that she said no, that she could do this, but it's just not able to happen. And I was just so defeated of like, why can't something just be simple for me? Um and so now I'm waiting to see when she's able to make that happen, which hopefully will be soon. Um, cause I really do need a break. And, um, 
And then the other thing that happened this week besides that was that, oh, I, this week was also when I realized that that friend I was talking about, um, put up a thing on her Etsy shop that she was on vacation for two weeks, which meant that she's not, that I'm not going to hear from her for another additional two weeks when it's already been basically a month since I've heard from her, which is super, super disappointing, honestly, like that friend that I was talking about, I thought this sounds, I don't mean for this to sound judgmental, but I thought that she was better than that. And by that, I mean, like she talks about, she would talk about how she's like emotionally mature and she has kids and she wants to raise them in a house where they know how to talk about their feelings and stuff. But like me hurting her feelings without me understanding that I'm doing that because I'm acting out in a triggered way and not understanding what I'm doing. And then once I finally understand what I'm doing and I take complete and total accountability for it and apologize and don't like skirt away any of their responsibility from myself, um, to have that happen and have her then in response, just basically ghost me like stop talking to me don't give me a reason why never come back and tell me that it's fine that this one argument isn't gonna like that she's not gonna just disappear on me now and not want to talk to me anymore um it doesn't even matter like the reason why at this point it's gone on for so long that it's just I thought that she was better with like emotional maturity than that because this is very there's no way to get around it like if somebody hurts your feelings that you care a lot about and then they understand, not only do they understand, but they take total accountability for what they did and responsibility for what they did and, you know, explain themselves, but don't like say it as an excuse just to like explain what happened and basically do everything that you should do when that happens and you still just ice them out, don't talk to them, give them the silent treatment. Even if you are acting out of your own trauma, that is very emotionally immature to just give someone the silent treatment for over a month because they hurt you. And you just don't want you and you just either you whatever it is, whether she's avoiding talking to me or just doesn't want to and doesn't have the balls to tell me that she doesn't want to talk to me anymore. Um, Whatever it is, it, it's just it's one of the, like the thing I was, I was saying to another friend about the situation, um, is that like, I, so the problem that I exhibited with her is something that I've done in every friendship I've ever had. I know that that was a problem that kept happening, but I didn't realize why it kept happening. Now I do. I understand what I was doing. I equated the part of me, the inner child part of me that comes out when I get triggered that is like angry and more like vicious than I normally would be, um, which is, you know, that part of me that had to be silent when my dad was abusing me all those years. Um, I thought that that part of me was like secretly who I really am on the inside. And so whenever I would have a friend that I would trust enough and I felt close enough and I felt like they loved me and accepted me for who I was, I thought that 
every point with a friendship like that, I would start to let my guard down about that like triggered part of me. And I would start to like, and I would like respond to things they would say when I was triggered without like going to calm down first, because in my head, I thought like this person, this triggered part of me is actually the real me. And I wanted, and I kept like trying to show it to people that I, uh, that I trusted wanting them to like accept that part of me for who, for who it is. And so then when, of course they don't, because that part of me is like mean, um, overly mean and, and talking to them in the way that I would have to like my very abusive parents, which no matter what they've done, they haven't done anything worthy of that sort of anger. Um, then I would feel like betrayed. I would feel like they don't really love me. They don't really know me or they don't really accept the real me and which would be really hard. I understand now that, um, that like the triggered part of me is not the real me. It's, it's the like very traumatized part of me of all the things that I've, that I wanted to say all those years that I never could. But that's like not secretly who I really am. It's just a side of me that was silenced for a long time that has a hard time feeling like it's being silenced again. Um, but anyway, this whole story I'm saying is that like wanting to do that, like wanting to share like the triggered side to me to people and, and have it be accepted by someone is a pattern that I've done with friends through the years for decades. It's not something new. And so this friend that I'm talking about, like I see me out because I hurt her feelings. And even though I apologize for it, still iced me out. And it's just like not talking to me for whatever reason for a really long time. And going from saying that I was her closest friend to now not even telling me when she's going on vacation, I just happened to see it because I looked at her Etsy page to see if her if she put like the Oracle deck she made on sale yet, <laughs> um, that is, that's likely things that she does in her actual daily life too, in the way that I do as well. Um, and I would love to be able to talk to this person and move past this point and have, and have that conversation of why this was so hard for me and why it's just not fair to treat people that way. No matter how mad you are at them, it's not right to like leave them in the lurch that whole time and make them feel like they need to like please you. Otherwise, you're just going to do something like that again. And how hard it would be to communicate with somebody like that, not knowing the argument you have that will be the thing that leads to you just like cutting them out for good. Um, yeah, that was all just that's that was also during this week. And then. Um, and then also I have shingles. <laughs> I had, which I feel like really shows like how stressed out I've been, um, that shingles happened again. I had shingles in 2017. Um, so I know what they kind of look like. If anyone wonders, they just, uh, like spot, like I went and got my hair cut on Saturday, last Saturday. And when I got to the hairdresser, I just had like a spot on my forehead that kind of looked like, I just thought it was like a pimple or something, but it looked a little bit different. And then on like Monday, I like looked at it on like my camera and for whatever reason, just clicked in my head is, oh, I think this is shingles because 
shingles tends to like show up like all like all of a sudden you just like wake up one day and it's also just like on your body and you and it like you know other things like pimples and stuff show up slower but shingles doesn't and so i got myself to go to uh to the urgent care on wednesday to get medication for it but that's painful um it like i i caught it early enough where i don't think the pain will be as bad as it otherwise would have if i had waited which is always good um but it's still just like something else i hate taking pills and i have to take three pills a day for the next however many days and it's contagious so i can't really um more than anything right now i want to like go to like a hotel room for one night and just like relax um even if my cats are still here and I can't, and knowing that I can't do that for probably at least a week because my, because of shingles and I wouldn't want to accidentally uh, expose somebody at the hotel to something like that, uh, really sucks. And it's just like another, it's just kind of like another thing happening. Um, and it was funny, uh, last night there's this one, kind of like pick a card tarot reading channel on TikTok that I really like. Her readings are really unique. She does ones where she's like, she calls it tarot from the woods. She lives in like Montana and just the groups she has are like kinds of flowers, different paths, different kinds of trees. Um, or like she'll like be by a river and she'll be like, choose like the sky or the land or the river and and that's like how she so it's very like intuitive which is the kind of like readings like that that I enjoy and I watched a couple of her videos and and every video that I watched I ended up with the group that said that you are like overwhelmed you're going to go into like complete burnout if you don't change something you're doing one of them was funny because they were like you're doing too many things and you need to like prioritize what you're doing and figure out what you need to drop. And even though you don't think that you can drop anything right now, you have to, um, because you're doing too much and it's, and, and if you don't, it's just going to get worse. And I was like, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> um, I called into work on Friday, um, as like a reward for getting through this week. So it was very challenging. I, I've like cried like basically every day this for the last like week or so for the last week, basically, um, ever since Monday, I've, I've like cried at least at some point every day or felt like I wanted to, um, it's been ridiculous. And so, yeah, um, I've kind of figured out, I like made kind of a decision about that, about what to do when it comes to that, like the things that I'm doing. Um, and really what it is, is the, like, I've talked about career stuff. Um, I have two friends that I do social media marketing stuff with. One of them I've been working for, for like two years and, um, she pays me like by the hour and, but, uh, and I make like $350 a month working for her. I work like three hours a week. The other one is someone who I've started working for just in the last few months and working for her made me realize that my friend has been like underpaying me a lot for like what, even if you're just like starting out without any experience, 
what you make doing social media marketing. Um, yeah. So that was hard to like realize that like, um, because I didn't have any experience and because I'm used to having to work really hard to make any sort of money that like this person that is my friend, like kind of took advantage of the fact that I wouldn't know that you're supposed to make a lot more than that. Um, when doing this sort of work, because the amount of money the companies make off of the work that you do is much more, even if it's the whole thing of how it's supposed to be like, you know, only working a couple hours and getting paid like an actual, like good wage for what you do instead of having to work all the time and barely and not even making enough to like make a living off of. Um, and so I've been like thinking already about not working for the first friend for a while because even though the second friend that I'm working for so the first friend is like a very consistent thing I work three hours a week for her I have since like December of 2021 but no matter how how much like no matter what I do I'm only ever going to make $350 a month working for her right the other person I'm working with pays me much more her like the work that I get from her is much less consistent, is more sporadic because she doesn't have like things set up in that way where she can have work for me on a like a weekly basis. But the work that I do for her, I make way more money working for her. Like I did copy for a website that she was making and she paid me a thousand dollars for that. I used the first 500 of that to pay for my dental care, my my down payment for the dental appointments I had in the last couple months. And then she gave me the other $500 when I finished. Um, that's like $1,000 is like, what, six? That's like three and a half months of work for my other friend. And so it's like, yeah, if I, and it's become like just abundantly clear from me being so like done with life to the point that I want to voluntarily, that I like, I need someone to voluntarily take my cats away from me for three months in in order to like reboot my life and figure out how to like take care of myself, take care of my apartment, um, do the work that I need to do and exist without it like leading to me like crying all day. Um, like I clearly am like doing too many things and the only place that I can take things out of my life is with these two people because I'm doing the same kind of work for two different people. And so it's like, um, and honestly and truly like, even though it's only, it sounds like, like working three hours a week is not that much, obviously having like a half hour, um, meeting with the the first friend that I've had for the last couple of years is not that much, even though sometimes the like meaning doesn't even happen. It doesn't sound like that much, but it is like enough because it's because I have to plan, I have to make sure to do that work on the weekends and when I otherwise would just be like resting the entire time. Um, I have to, and then like the Instagram accounts that I that I help her run are on my phone all the time. I'm always getting notifications for them and checking them, reposting things. None of that stuff takes very long, but it's just like stuff that I have to do. And because I have to do those things, I have to make sure to like fit in when I, so when I'm doing other stuff, like when my 
when my aunts come to visit and they come and see me on like a Saturday, I have to then like make myself do like the three hours of work that I need to do for her on like a Friday when I'm done with work, when all I want to do is lay there and relax um, because I know that I won't be able to do it on Saturday or I make myself do it on Saturday night um, before I like, you know, basically in the hours when I'm, when I'm after I like eat dinner um, before I go to bed and instead of being able to just like relax and um, and especially considering that I'm only going to make $350 a month, like, yeah, that extra 350 at this time of the month and when the new month turns over helps a lot with rent. But it's also like a thing of like, is it really worth like the extra effort that I spend? And, and especially with how exhausted I feel right now, like, is it worth um, putting that work in in order to get that little amount back? Like, no, it's not. And so it's simple as that is like, if I stopped working for her for a while, and even if I just told her that I would, that I'm going to stop for a couple months and then, you know, maybe after a couple months break, I, I'll be like more relaxed and I'll be able to come back. But if even so, like, it's just not, and like that tarot reading was exactly how I felt, which were there like, you feel like you can't do that. Like, yeah, I feel like I need the money. Um, from her and I can't like just stop working for her without replacing it but at this like ironically I was saying this to the other friend that I work for um, the other day that I felt like I would have to replace her before stopping to work for her but at this but at this point I feel like I just need a break I just need to stop and um, I took advantage of the new like student loan program that Biden did where they like have more offerings on the studentloan.gov website and I applied for like a bunch of different kind of things that you can do to your loans to make them less money every month. And because I applied for those things, they put my loans in forbearance for two months. And so I don't have to pay my student loans at this point until October. Um, so if I'm going to try to like stop working and then seeing like what happens, see if I, um, if like the other person I work for starts giving me work more often, that more than makes up for the amount that I'm missing out on um, by not working for this other person now. Um, now would be the time because I have my student loans is $300 a month that I was having to pay. And that was a big, that's one of the biggest bills outside of like, that's basically, that is like the biggest bill I have outside of rent. And so not having to pay that for two months is an extra $600 for those two months. Um, that should help a lot with like um, having the money to pay rent at the end of every month. Um, and so I feel like now is the time and I'm, and it's also like if I'm spending the entire week, like feeling like I'm going to cry or crying purely because I'm completely overwhelmed by like my cats just existing in my apartment, they're not even doing anything necessarily that challenging just like having to like buy their food and litter and things like that is and like having to feed them and take care of them has been a big challenge um like then yeah I obviously need to change something in my own life to make it easier on myself and so I think that's like what I I just that's what I have to do I have to do that I just need to do that I need a break um 
$350 a month is a amount of money that I liked, I'd like to get, but it's also not enough to justify feeling so like overwhelmed and burnt out all the time. And, um, it's just not worth it. It's just not enough for me to, to feel like that. Um, the, especially because the work that I do for her, I'm not doing anything new or different. It's, I'm doing things that I've done already, um, before it's not, um, it, I'm not learning a new skill. I already know how to do these things. And so, um, yeah, I feel like this is, this is the time to do that. And yeah, it sucks to like tell a friend that I need to like stop working for you like right now, but at the same time she is my friend and she knows how stressed out I am. Obviously like shingles crying all week about my fucking cats and asking for help and not, and being really sad about not having like a support system here to help me in that way. Um, so she'll like understand at least, but yeah, it's just, I just need it. Um, yeah, I just, if I'm going to spend my like free time outside of work when I already am doing like a lot of other stuff, um, like, and by that, I mean, like, EMDR stuff is hard. Figuring out stuff with, like, that friend is hard. Um, doing, like, the creative stuff I need to do, like, painting and stuff that I haven't done in two weeks because I've been so burnt out. Um, that stuff is, like, necessary for me to, like, keep going. That's not something that I'm willing to stop doing. Um, that stuff needs to happen and... So if, if I'm going to like, if I'm going to like cut into the time that I would spend like letting myself relax and recover from life, um, working for someone, I need, I just, I need more than $350 an hour or $350 for an entire month worth of work in order to cut into that time and justify doing that. I just do. <sighs> yeah. So that's what this week has been like. <laughs> my god it's yeah it's been a lot um it's good like it's so it's good in a way that I'm like figuring things out but it's really hard like more than anything I just want my mom to tell me that she found someone to take my cats for a couple months so that I can finally like sleep past 5 30 in the morning and hopefully and like um and just be able to like know that I'm not expected to do anything else during the day, but take care of me. Um, I think the thing that I was telling my therapist this this week, oh, also, by the way, I don't have therapy next week, which is just great. That, that, that these sort of feelings are happening during when my therapist is on vacation for a week. Um, I did see her on Tuesday, at least, but um, I was telling her that Part of the thing that's really hard with my cats, too, is that because I'm disabled, because I'm autistic, because I have complex PTSD, and especially because I have both of those things at the same time, um, I know that it's like hard. It's hard for me to take care of them and that other I know that somebody else that didn't have those conditions would have an easier time, like cleaning out their litter box and getting them food and taking care of them and not getting overstimulated by them just like meowing and things like that. Um, that it's, 
I feel really bad about that. And I, and I also feel really bad about the fact that I've ever since I've had them on my own since like 2015, that I've never had like the money to really like take them to the vet. I, they don't go to the vet unless I think they're sick enough that I'm worried they're about to die because I can't afford it. Um, and that's also part of the reason why I, that the like whole work thing became like very clear in my mind that I need to stop working for my friend. Um, because if that friend had been paying me the way that the other friend I have pays me, I would be able to just pay to take them to the vet. Um, but I can't do that right now because I don't have the money for it. And because they don't pay me that way. So it's like, what's the point of me working extra hours with this person to get some extra money, but not enough to like actually make like a huge difference in the, like the quality of my life. Like if I stop working for this person and let something else kind of show up um, for me that will likely pay better then that would, that would actually lead to those things happening. That's much more worth it, but I would never be able to be open for something like that to happen. If I, if I'm not, if I'm not working for them anymore. Anyway, the whole thing with like the cats is it's really hard to know that, that, and so I feel really guilty and it's part of, I feel like this is kind of, I've talked to other people that are disabled and other people that are autistic with other disabilities too, is that, um, one of the things that's really hard for all of us is that we don't ever get, we don't really get like the help that we actually need. Like there's no help. Even when you are on disability, you don't really get help with your disabilities, with meeting, helping meeting your needs. You kind of, if you have somebody in your life that lives with you, that is like the best. Like I would love to, if I lived with another person, this stuff wouldn't, would be so much easier because if I lived with somebody else, it all wouldn't be down to me. And when I'm feeling like this right now, they would be able to take care of my cats and everything would be fine. It wouldn't be just me, but I don't live with somebody. I live by myself. I live to buy I've been living by myself since 2015 and I have no idea when the next time I would even move in with another person is I don't even have somebody that I could imagine living with. Um, and so like if I lived with somebody else, having animals would be a lot easier, but I don't. And so one thing when you're disabled and you don't have anybody to help you get like your needs met. And so you're just kind of left having to try to figure it out on your own, which is really challenging part of the thing with like pets that's really hard is that we love, I love having my cats. I love having pets in general. Um, I have a hard time imagining living life without one with me. Um, but at the same time, I feel really guilty when I think about how my cats are older, that one day they're going to die. And even though I know that them dying will make me really, really sad and depressed, there's also this side of me that is like, relieved by the idea of them dying because if they died I wouldn't have to take care of them anymore and it would be easier for me to keep my apartment clean if they weren't here and that's like the part that's really really hard is that I have a hard time take um like keeping my apartment clean the way I want it to be and taking care of myself and keeping myself like clean and all that kind of stuff all the time much less other beings in my apartment that I'm responsible for. And so um, 
it's really hard to know that part of me would be relieved when they died because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to buy litter and food anymore, which would save me money. I wouldn't have to worry about changing their litter or cleaning up their throw up or puke or whatever, or it would be much easier for me to keep like the carpets in my apartment clean. There'd be no more hair. Once I clean that, like all out of my apartment, there wouldn't be hair in my apartment anymore or on my clothes or any of that sort of stuff. And even though I love them so much and I don't want them to die, part of me also this past week has been like, if I woke up tomorrow morning and they both died, I would be really sad, but at least I wouldn't have to take care of them anymore. And that's like a horrible thought, but that's like what it really gets down to when you have disabilities that like make it harder for you to live life the way that you want to and you don't have anybody there for you to help support you through this process the way that you need. You just kind of, yeah, I guess I wanted to end talking about this week just to say that I am glad that I said something to my mom. Like, I'm glad that my mom is, like, out there looking, trying to find someone to foster them. Um, Because every other time this has ever happened, and this has happened many times before, like, this sort of feeling, um, I've just, like, white-knuckled myself through it. Like, I just have, I haven't said anything to anyone. I haven't really acknowledged what's really going on. I just, like, I just, I don't ask for help, even though I'm, like, struggling really hard and need a lot of help this is it's happened so many times throughout my life like at least once a year this feeling has like happened where I feel overwhelmed by everything and I know that I need help but I've just never actually asked for it because I just felt like I can't ask for help nobody will help me and also is it really my right to ask for help when I don't need to I can like I don't need somebody to take my cats I can just take care of them um they're my responsibility and I'm a bad person for expecting someone else to take them off my hands, not because they really need to, but purely because it would help me and my own life and my own well-being for a while, not because there's anything wrong. And so um, me asking for help at all and acknowledging the fact that I need help and it's purely just like a self-care thing is a really good thing. I'm glad that I did it instead of just trying to like, get through it without saying anything because that always leads to like things becoming much worse later on. Um, it feels abnormal and weird to do that. Like it feels weird and to like ask for help in that way for my own mental well-being and like prioritize that. It feels weird to know that I'm going to tell a friend of mine that I'm not going to work for her part-time anymore, even though I don't have any money to like replace that money going away. Um, purely for like my own mental well-being and benefit but um, but I think it's also absolutely the right thing for me to do Um, I part of the the breakdown of that I had on Monday and through this week about my mom not being able to take my cats like I said is about the whole idea that things are never as easy as I want them to be um I want something to just work out well, like the first time and not have it be like a whole process that I have to figure out. Um, But things like this coming up and me doing something about it, this is the way that that can happen more often. It's like if, if I would have like 
ask my mom this, like, would you be able to take my cats for a while a couple weeks ago before it got to the point where I was like completely done and was like waking up crying every day over them being here and having to take care of them. Then she would have had more time to like find somebody. Um, and it wouldn't be at the point that I'm at now. Um, instead of me waiting until I'm absolutely done, um, and I need them gone now, now it feels like excruciating waiting for somebody to be able to take care of them for me. Um, and not having the money to like put them in like a, like a, a shelter place for a couple months, like a, you know, one of those boarding places where the animals all play together. There's a couple places like that in the city that I live in, but because I don't have the money, if I would have said something before I got to like my absolute like limit, then maybe I wouldn't have shingles right now from being so stressed out because shingles does happen from getting stressed out. Um, so like me saying this, even though it was really hard and abnormal for me to do, it's definitely not the kind of things that I have ever done before. It's also really good that I'm trying to prioritize my own well-being to the point that I'm willing to do things that are kind of risky for me in the hope that they like turn out right. Um, to bring up spirituality for a sec, which I know seems like a huge left turn at the end of this episode, but I, I think about it. Um, I had another, I do mediumship readings every once in a while. I had another mediumship reading last week on the 20th of July. And, um, during that reading, one thing, every time I get a reading like that, there's like something that happens like pretty quickly after that reading is done, like within the next month or so. Um, like the last time I had one in March of last year, uh, the person said that my sister was going to be moving and it was going to be a very stressful experience. And then a month later, she started telling me my sister, I saw my sister and she told me, that the townhouse she had been living in got sold and she was, and that they were having to move and they were trying to negotiate being able to stay a couple weeks longer because it took them a long time to find an apartment to move into and they had to get rid of their cats to do it, to find, and the only place they found was making them get rid of their cats and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's what happened. So the, the thing that the person told me this time was basically that I would um, start going to like, local art fairs they have here where I live on the weekends and that going to those would lead to me making new friends that my art my paintings are what like opens up a new friend group for me um and when she said that I was like I can't imagine me like taking the time and like money to like get a ride to those kind of places and going to those sort of things um, on the weekends when um, I have all this other stuff happening. But if I stop working for my friend, which I'm going to do, then I don't have anything to do on the weekends anymore. Um, and I would be then, yeah, then I would have time to go to one of those festival things that they have like a couple weekends a year, all year. I've always wanted to go to them. I've always wanted to see a bunch of local artists work and like, and 
take all of their cards and show the and if they're interested in my stuff show them my stuff and um but just like I love seeing local artists work like that and I've always wanted to go but I've just it's hard to do anything on the weekends when I know I have to fig like fit in like three hours of work and that's enough to like disrupt my entire day and feel like I can't really do what I want to do but if I don't do that anymore then I have more time um to do that and do what I want um yeah and hopefully the money stuff works itself out yeah so hopefully next time I do one of these my shingles will be gone Hopefully my mom will find somebody or she'll magically be able to watch my cats. Um, she'll change. I'm hoping, I keep hoping that she'll change her mind because um, her watching them is the easiest route. She's known them for a long time, obviously. But if she doesn't change her mind and she finds somebody else to watch them, that would also, hopefully by the next time I do one of these episodes, I'll have done that. Um I probably won't hear from the friend that I mentioned since, because she's still probably still be on vacation. But if those other things are taken care of in my life, that won't stress me out as much. Um, that's more just like something else is just disappointing to realize that I don't think that person can be there for me emotionally the way that I thought they could. Um, yeah, I'll see. <laughs>